Stephanie, do you want to tell us a bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yeah, so I've got kind of a story path. I, I started in finance. I did um, navigate after about seven years in that to a different software service company, a music licensing firm. And I did that for about five years. And then I ended up in hospitality. I've been for the last four and a half years for CASA. Uh, so a very uh, crooked path. I, I don't know how I got the hospitality for music licensing, but that's that's where <laughs> I've ended up. So I've, I've got a pretty varied portfolio, I guess. I mean, I'm the same. I mean, I never worked in hospitality or human resources, SaaS technology in my life before, before I've ended up working here. So it's very much been a very steep learning curve and i'm kind of glad that i found myself into sort of this like culture of hospitality because i feel like better talking about it every day versus every other industry i've been in it's the most human centric sort of uh space i think you could possibly find yourself in i think um when it comes to like say i'm curious just like about like you know when you say like lawn jobs for example like what does that necessarily mean you're responsible for that yeah, so I'm sure, as we talked about, could mean anything, but for CASA, so our my team is responsible for actually launching our property. So whatever goes into making a property go from zero to hero, uh, what yeah. what get it live? So anything you can think of, kind of like what you do, home, home, you know, you create the designs, you order the furniture, you hire the installers and the movers, um, you know, anything that sort of do to prepare a property to go live that is what my team does wow, wow 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 and so when i think about that and you're like of a property and i know you got a bunch i just moved from san francisco from the bay area myself so i know that you have a bunch of them there as well which is like pretty awesome and i'm pretty sure i will go stay in one when i am back there tell me um you know on this side on sort of the like the human side of this you know it's like how do you corral a group of people to like make these sort of projects happen like do you work with um like sort of contractors freelancers hourly workers to make these kind of properties stand up or like what's the sort of like human process here yeah it's looked really different from what i started at casa to now um and it's a little bit of everything it's sort of an all hands on deck approach Sometimes if we have enough lead time that we can contract a designer, a third-party designer that's really gonna you know, create a, a high-end theme and a lot of uniqueness to a property, we'll go with a third-party contractor. Sometimes we have to take over a property in two weeks. We don't have the luxury of the back and forth with a contracted designer, and we do have team in-house with that background. And yeah. so we'll rely on that, just using design as an example. We'll lean on them. Hey, can you pick out some of these of our standards? But can you pick out some specific designs for this property? And uh, so we'll we'll get scrappy and, and go in-house too. So it becomes And because I know that they're um it's kind of like a virtual kind of concept in the sense that when I say virtual, what I mean is like it's not like a traditional sort of vacation or short long-term kind of stay facility it can be kind of as long as like you know you got your apartments you've got the kind of quasi hotel kind of spaces how do you like um like even like staff those do you like do you like you have like ancillary staff that like work and manage those sort of properties clean them deal with all that kind of stuff is that also within the casa as well or do you guys like completely outsource that 
and that also can look different property to property. Some we do have to have more full-time staffing just because of how the property is set up or the type of clientele that might visit, like more international. Uh, yeah. but, but we always have some sort of dedicated staff. It's never totally, it's, it's never like free of, of somebody on site working physically. Yeah. Um, we, we will sometimes contract, we'll sometimes have a full in-house hire, but we always have someone checking in on the property physically and helping, helping guests in some way or another when needed. Yeah, yeah amazing. And you know what's interesting? Like um, I've interviewed a bunch of, say, hotels and resorts on this sort of podcast. And, um, you know, one of the questions I always ask them is like sort of the challenges they have in terms of like launching them. And I'm curious your take on like sort of the kind of main challenges on launching a new one, because I will then explain what I mean after your answer. But I'm curious, like when you like to launch a new like sort of location, like what are sort of the key challenges that you face? Yeah, so it's a great question. It's one we ask every time we get a new property. What are the challenges we're going to face on this one? And, you know, I think what we what we look at is we kind of get a case study of the property um has it been has has it been empty do we need to look at the mechanics of the property that can be a major challenge for us when we're taking over a boutique hotel for example um is there going to be this a multi-family property are we going to have residents full-time residents on site that are going to be upset about our presence there and so we we kind of look at the profile of each property and figure out yeah. early on in our due diligence phase what are our challenges going to be here what is our game plan to address those challenges? And we try to do that really pre-sign or right at sign. Yeah. That go in and into the launch already prepared and already with a game plan. Well, what's interesting, I mean, and it's a very unique product you have because that's such a unique bespoke sort of like location by location sort of challenge. Like when I talk to people who are in like resorts, um who would have like multiple locations and be you know director of talent at you know some resort chain for example one of the things i hear again and again is that in sort of this post-covid sort of world that there's kind of like two kinds of, there's like a guest experience challenge which is basically like people's expectations are so massive now post-covid but there's such a human resource issue in terms of getting people that are good enough to be at the resort at the times they need them to be. For example, the one I hear all the time from people that I'm sure you've heard this is a night manager. And like one of the things in all the hotels I speak to is like, how do we find that person? And that goes to like designing for that person. Like who is the prototypical night manager, which is very unique kind of role and position. And I'm curious, do you come across kind of challenges like that as well from a human resource perspective, as much as like the actual physical of the launch? Yeah, a hundred percent. Um, and I'm not comparing Casa to Disney in any way. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we want to get there eventually, uh, to that level, but you know, I, I do think there's one thing with Casa, like Disney really focuses on, which is like the quality of the people. And they want it to match their brand and, and how they present themselves. And that is very much something that's important to, to CASA and to us when we when we hire team members. Is if they're going to interact with guests or, prop, you know, property owners or whoever, 
are they coming across like we want them to? Are they yeah. from work ethic? Are they kind? Uh, you know, just just basic good human qualities and yeah. just people who want to work, you know, good strong work ethic. And it is hard to find it is hard to find people post COVID that align with your branding and will speak to guests and partners how you know our CEO or how I would speak to them. So yeah, it's it's been a major challenge and just night shift, you know, really any any shift that we're trying to fill and and so I think we've tried to really nail our interviewing process yeah. to find the people, but you know it is hard. And I definitely have seen a change in that since COVID. Um, well, I'll definitely send you the episode I recorded with the head of talent at Mina, the Mina restaurant group. They're in San Francisco. They're like multiple locations and he was very articulate about like how they very specifically look for very talented individuals and how they would interview like a hundred people to get that one person you know so yes. it's like a very intensive process but it's actually interesting because what you were what you're saying is like how do we find that person i had the director of hotel operations at a, a man group i'm not sure you come across them they're like amanjiri in arizona very plush wedding sort of beautiful kind of venue they have a bunch of them one in new york dubai all that kind of stuff and here's french and we were we were chatting and uh i was like how do you find that person to be in that hotel because that's like a five star like very premium and like that expectation level is like to the roof from the guests because obviously you expect them to like you know what's the what's the phrase i'm looking for like behind the knee or what's the like uh happens whatever the phrase is you expect like the guest experience is so high or the guest expectation and i was like what's like how would you define the type of person you're looking for there and he actually says something very inside but he's like you know service can be trained and you can train people with service but because he was french we laughed and i said you know is it a certain je ne sais quoi that you look for in people you know and he was laughing <laughs> like that's exactly yeah. it it's like <laughs> and i'm always curious especially for people in hospitality and especially in people who are doing like say more than restaurants which is obviously like you know staying where people can put their head down and i always think of like somebody comes in late at night at three o'clock in the morning with a baby crying and it's like how does a facility think of that situation and deliver the best experience possible and so obviously you're looking for the best people to manage that. What are the sort of intangibles that you look for in people when it comes to hiring for like the best? I think, you know, I kind of said it earlier and I know it sounds kind of cheesy, but honestly, like kindness and passion yeah. because you are, you are working with people, you know, whether and remotely you're working with a team remotely and that's challenging. And then you're, you're working with guests. And so I think just having compassion for people having a passion for people uh, and it's just not something that you can train that's just something that's ingrained in people or not and yeah. if you know how to identify that in an interview uh let me know or if you have a question <laughs> for identifying that but you know i think it's just it's compassion it's work work ethic and it's it's just these these huge qualities that i think you yeah. try to identify in us and I'm sort of digging crazy over. Um, I was just trying to kind of identify those those really strong positive human qualities that that it's going to be interacting with your guests. Totally. And you, you know it's interesting because it's not cringy to say it. It's just so hard to articulate it. And I think that's the thing when it comes to hospitality. You know, and especially for people like you in positions of leadership, it's like how do we articulate 
exactly what we're looking for beyond simply it's hard to describe but you know when you see it you know and i think that's the sort of like position you and your peers are in um where it's like how do we find great people um how do we put them and it's not just literally uh, necessarily in like an hourly perspective we're talking you know like from hourly workers to contracted managerial positions to in the corporate position itself it's like you know leadership sense to the top like there's no getting away from the fact that like you know if you don't have good leaders it's not going to work you know I, I i one of the things i've noticed speaking to lots of your peers um is and it actually had director of operational excellence at dave and busters on this podcast and oh, he yeah. made a great yeah it was great you know and he talked about like you know entertainment meets food and it's like we're like we're kind of like there's nothing patentable about that you know what i mean like what they're right. offering is not but why do people go and why is there 150 of them and probably the second biggest chain of sort of entertainment slash food could be five or ten in any place like how did they get to that type of scale and we spoke a lot about like say culture and how covid was a giant reset for culture for them in terms of like how do we like appropriately recognize um the staff that work in their facilities and i'm curious you know your take on sort of like culture at casa and across the board and how do you think about how it kind of starts at the top and trickles down and how people feel like a sense of like belonging at casa yeah it's, it's such a great question especially post-covid um culture is so important and also especially in a remote company where you just have these little moments to connect or to capture that culture, or share that culture. And so um, one of the things that I think that CASA does well, so we do have a bi-weekly all hands and every in every one of those, there's a section of it that our CEO speaks, you know, to the company about different things, but especially around culture. And he tries to to you know express what our culture is what our goals are as a company and make sure that everyone sees that he believes them he lives them and that you know everyone that kind of reports up to him is in the is in the same boat um believes the same set of cultures believes you know our values what are our cost of values how are we accomplishing those in what we do um i think one of the biggest pieces of CASA culture is, is just around um, working together, like great cross-functional communication and collaboration. Um, yeah. I've seen some of our competitors kind of flounder and all trying to have their own initiatives and they kind of go against each other. And we, we always emphasize that we all have the same goal and we have different, you know, check boxes that we're trying to get done to reach that goal. But we always try to back together. Like we're all trying to accomplish the same thing. We all want to open this property. I want this property to operate well, do well. And so we try to continually connect with each other cross-functionally and make sure like, you know, along on the cost of values and collaborating yeah i know i mean it's amazing and again it's like you know when you say it and you hear yourself say it and everything is like so yeah dope, in the sense that you're like of course but then you guys how many locations do you have now i see the the map of the united states is littered with k's on your website so like again you know there's more to it than like 
good collaboration. You know what I mean? In the sense that like, there's obviously like a secret sauce in your culture that's enabling and empowering you guys. You know, like, what do they say? Like culture eats process for breakfast. I like that phrase because I feel like when I speak to successful individuals like you, you know, it's like when you try to like articulate it yourself, you're like, yeah, you know, yeah, we're really, you know, we've good stand-ups and it's like, yes, like they exist. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? But like, you guys are like yeah. a run of a train success. You know what I mean? It's not like your five locations. You're, I mean, I can't even, the map is so littered that I honestly can't even tell. Like, it's like, how many am I looking at here? It's like, I'm so zoomed in. It's like amazing. It's incredible the kind of growth that you guys have had over the last couple of years. Um, and I mean, you've been there for that entire growth period. So I would say a lot of kudos to you, Stephanie, in terms of like making that happen. Like how many have you, how many like uh, locations have you like personally launched or been part of? Of the current portfolio, all of them. Yeah, like, I mean, that's unbelievable. I mean, you're you must be an unbelievable person to work with, you know, like you absolutely bring it. That's like, you know, like I said, it's like, it's, there's nothing patentable about the actual idea itself. Like tomorrow, somebody could look at like this model and go, we want to do that, but like, they're not gonna, you know what I mean? It's like, you're like laser focused. If there's one thing about the Casa experience for people, what is the one thing that people say time and time again, that that was something about Casa is why they think it's amazing? I think it's our resourcefulness. And I think that that it kind of answers the both the front end and the back end why we're yeah. successful. Uh, for partners, we're resourceful. You know, like I mentioned earlier, sometimes they just need somebody to take over in quick yeah. order. You take this property over in two weeks, in three weeks. Yes, we can. You know, we'll figure out how we're going to do it, and we do it well. Um, but we have to get resourceful. And the same with guests. If something's going wrong. If this is having a bad experience or if tech is malfunctioning as tech likes to do at one in the morning at the worst times, um, you know, it's just the resourcefulness of our team members. I think that's yeah. probably one of the number one qualities we have in our, in our team is, is that it's just kind of digging down deep, like, okay, it's not going to be the perfect cookie cutter solution, but we can figure out an answer and we'll make it work. And in a, in a way that's effective and you know, not in a shady way, not, you know, like there's also like shady ways to get things done. There's, there's ways that um, are less optimal, but you know, we always, we always find like the best solution. We, we know yeah. how to kind of get creative and find an answer. So I think it's our resourcefulness that has allowed us to grow.